Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome into The Financial Answer. Thanks for hanging out with Nathan and I as we talk about the five things you must know about decumulation in order to retire successfully. That's a mouthful. It's a big word. Yeah, that's a big word. We're going to get into these <laughs> things, but we got five things basically about decumulation, and um, we'll explain what all that is in just a second. But obviously, Nate, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Oh, doing great. Doing really good. Just enjoying enjoying the summer, enjoying working. Man, it's just been it's been awesome. We've had we've got some amazing clients, and just some things we've been able to help them with lately have been. So fun, so exciting. Good, so yeah. anyway, I'm yeah, yeah, just having a having a good time with my so called work. I don't feel like it's work, but <laughs> there you go. Well, it's fun. <laughs> that's always a positive, right? Yeah, especially yeah, in this good. crazy, stressed out world that we are in on the regular. <laughs> that's right. It's certainly, nice that's right. To do. No, that's well, right. you know what? I, I mentioned the big word, so let's go ahead and talk about it a little bit here on the podcast, yeah. Nathan. So decumulation. It's a fancy word for basically. I mean, it's basically just spending what you've saved. Right, yeah. I mean, you're spending no, down. Right. We accumulate right. the wealth, and then we right. get to we're retirement. We're not accumulating anymore at right. retirement, so yeah. yeah, we get to retirement. Yeah. We start spending it. Now we're decumulating it. I mean, that's yes. all it is. It's pretty fancy sounding, but that's pretty much it in a <laughs> nutshell, right? right? No. no, that's right. That's right. So, and it's you know, there's a, there's some unique things that happen during that phase, and I think that's you know, that's that's a good topic for us to be covered. Well, it's an underserved so, topic as well, right? Yeah, so much stuff I is agree. about building the I wealth, agree. right, versus yeah. necessarily what to do with it. Uh, so, and we, and you and I definitely do a lot of talking about like how to distribute it and, you know, how to be smart, things of that nature. But let's go about this a little bit differently and look at some of these things that happen. So, cause obviously the focus is all around, like I said, accumulation of the money and there's tons of advice and you could Google something and get 80 billion things out there and, you know, it's just never <laughs> ending. But when it comes to decumulation or just spending it, it's a weird kind of thing sometimes. So we're going to point out some of this stuff and we're just going to start with the lack of support. Now, I kind of agree and disagree with this title a bit because uh, what you do, the type of an advisor that you are, I think there's a lot of advisors out there that do offer this level of support. But maybe right. a better way yeah. of looking at it is that people don't get the support because they don't really think about the transition right. of spending. Right. No, I agree a hundred percent with that, and and that's what you know. People think that you know they've been accumulating over this time frame. They've done a good job with that. Their advisor, maybe that they're working with, or maybe they're doing it themselves. You know, whatever. So they think that. Um, you know, they've done a good job to this point, so we can handle the decumulation phase just as well. And that's just a different ball game. You know, it's really, it's really, there's a lot to consider, a lot to think about. And, and it, there's just so many things that you have to make sure that fit into your plan, that fit into taxes, all these kind of different things that you've just got to make sure you consider. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that's really where working with a retirement planner or someone that specializes in that distribution phase of it is extremely important. Maybe you don't have to work with them your entire retirement, but at least make sure that your plan, if you've been, you know, used to doing this yourself, make sure that this is, you know, that a lot of things have been considered. I personally feel like everyone needs to have that, you know, that kind of coach with them throughout their retirement. But, um, you know, maybe it's not for you, but there, there are definitely a lot of things to consider. 
Well, okay, so if the lack of support is kind of there traditionally, uh, unless you're working with an advisor, let's get into some of the more uh, minutiae of it. And really number two here on my five things, Nathan, is really kind of the yeah. biggest one, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's weird, but the it fear is. of spending... Or it's a real thing. Like it is. You it saved is. it, right? Yeah. And you think, yeah, no. <laughs> and it's, don't get me wrong. Now, obviously, we know not everybody, right? But there's some people that like, can't wait till they're like, woohoo! You know, I'm ready to party and spend the money. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of but people. But the very first dip in the market, they're like, right. oh my goodness, yeah. you know, what's going on? You know, I, I'm not used to this, and you know, that fluctuating pot of money is scary. Yeah, to a lot of people. Some people, if they've been very, if they're just more tightly wound, that they're just really good about, (laughs) you know, being frugal or whatever, and there's nothing wrong with that. But they have a real hard time. I've talked to advisors all across the country for years now, and I hear this often. It's like, I have to convince and show people and give them the confidence to say, go enjoy the money. It's yours to do what you want with. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, and and I had uh, last year, I had a client that, you know, a, a lot of us had some eye-opening experiences last year, you sure. know, with different things, health scares and, and all kinds of things. And actually, this one client really, this just popped in my head, you know, he, he and his wife had saved really well, accumulated really well throughout their life. And he had retired a year before that. And, you know, they were doing some things, but they were spending nothing you know basically out of their out of their nest egg it was like less than a half a percent you know of the total nest egg so they you know they were they were doing a little bit of things here and there you know with all that he had a health scare and uh, really was sick for a while you know and uh, it just a just a tough time uh, for him and it wasn't COVID um, you know it was but it was during that time and which so, just makes it um, worse yeah I know it does yeah it does and so it was just it was crazy it was a it was really a nightmare for him and his family and all of that just a lot going on thank God he's perfect now he's in the best health of his life he recovered he bounced back everything's great but he and I were having a conversation earlier this year and he was like you know Nathan, I, I'm going to start spending some of this because that really opened my eyes, hmm. you know, to, you know, he was like, why was I accumulating this? Why was I saving this stuff if I'm not going to enjoy it while I can, you know? And I was exactly. like, yes, that's perfect, you know, that's perfect. And so um, he he bought a dream vacation home, you know, and just some other things. So just fantastic, you know, it was it was really good. But that fear can kick in and, and you know, because we don't know what's going to happen in 10 years or 15 years down the road. So a lot of times people want to save for that time. Right. Um, and so you can plan for that stuff. You know, you can plan for those things 10 or 15 years down the road and also plan for spending now. It's just it really comes down to planning. Well, and, and so thinking about it, first of all, folks, if you if you have a fear of spending the money that you've built up, okay, you're not alone. Doesn't make you weird, you know. No, you don't have a, right. a three heads or anything. Almost like all that. of my clients feel that way, <laughs> right? You know, because a lot of times we just don't have any experience actually now making that transition and living it. And, and right. so many retirees find themselves, and I think confidence maybe Nathan was the word, right, or is the word. It is. Yeah. If you're it is. if you don't have a plan, if you're not working with an advisor, if you have no idea, and you're just kind of you know doing some, you know, napkin, you know, math, you know, at home kind of thing, <laughs> then yeah, I could certainly see where the confidence and uh, the yes. lack of confidence no. in 
the fear would right. be, right? But if you understand right. and have everything laid out and you've got this, you know, good strategy, this good plan in place and you know that you can go do this, then go and spend it and enjoy it. And it doesn't mean that you can't leave something behind for others either if that's what you want to do. That's all no, part that of the No, that can be part of a goal. It's all yeah. part of it, yeah. right? That's right. That's right. And that's what a lot of times people say to me, especially before we've actually done a retirement plan. You know, they'll say, well, you can just you can hear the hesitation in their voice. They're like, I'd like to I'd like to do this. And, you know, if I can, I'd like to do this or whatever. And, you know, really, I'd love to leave some of this to my kids and grandkids and all of that. So we get into doing the planning and and look at their goals. And I'm like, yeah you know, you guys really need to spend more than that because, you know, this is leaving, you know, whatever, $8 million to your kids. And that's not what your goal is. Ultimately, <laughs> you'd like to enjoy some of this during and your life. And case, like, oh, yeah. You can yeah, share so. with the podcast host. That's is, right. You know. That's right. Distribute to your pod, your favorite podcast. That's, that's right. <laughs> so, exactly. And, but, yeah, yeah, and a lot I of people mean, do just, that, you know, so they do. And yeah. we're going to actually do a podcast um, in a couple of two weeks about kind of what kind of retirement are you living for? We'll dive into that a little bit more. Like what is, what is it the goal yeah. that you you built all right. this up to, to? So for now, we'll we'll bring it back around the decumulation. So again, the, the fear of spending the money down is mm-hmm. a very real fear, and it happens to more people. Even if you are like, nah, I can't wait. Guarantee you, like Nathan said, the first big dip or the first sign of some trouble, <laughs> yep. you're going to get nervous, right? And that's, that's okay. Right. It just makes you yes. human. So that's other right. things to ponder about decumulation. Number three, because the risks are so... Well, there's so many more, Nathan. And so many things, yeah. That it does are. amplify number two, right, which we were just it talking does. about. So the <laughs> risks are more numerous. And again, that's, you know, it's like whether it's sequence or returns and it's this, that. It's all mm-hmm. this fancy that's stuff. Right. That's but right. But it's pretty easy to fix if you are working with someone who knows the ins and outs. That's right. I mean, even, you know, the, right now on the horizon are major tax major, law changes yeah. pr- being proposed. And so those can have a huge impact on some things and just all these different things that are out there. And if you have built a plan, if you've designed a plan and stayed up to date, it's not, you know, that's one thing where a lot of people, if we don't reach out to them, a lot of people will fail at that. They'll build that plan just like kind of you draw up your will and you forget about it. You know, right. um, your last will and testament. You're like, ah, I did one 10 years ago. Well, there I'm might good. be a lot right. of things that yeah, have changed changed, on that. Yeah. yeah so, so same thing with financial planning. You've got to make sure you stay up to date with that and do something, you know, just a quick update every year at least and make sure you're on track. But there's just so many things that can happen in your life alone. And then there's all these other things that can happen out there. So there's just a lot of risk that, you know, you kind of mess things up. So it's just basically steering back on course, making sure that, that you're, you know, going on the path you want to be. It's kind of like when I'm flying, you know, when I fly, if I get off course just a little bit, you know, well, by the time I'm at my destination, you know, two hours, you know, down the road or whatever, or down the sky. (laughs) So, you know, um, you know, it, I could be way off. I could be 50, 60, a hundred miles off course, you know, you make course corrections along the way, right? just very small corrections Mm -hmm. on the way. And I, and I get there and I get there, you know, it may be a little bumpy sometimes, but I get there just fine, you know? So, uh, that's just part of it. Same thing. That's a with great analogy. Planning. Yeah, yeah. That's same thing way. with retirement planning. So, mm-hmm. um, that's a simple just, way of looking at it. Like you know, there's only a couple ways we can totally muck this up, folks. And you know, like if you don't do anything at all for yourself, well, hello, you know, you know, that's going to do it, right? If you don't that's save right. anything yeah. at all, um, <laughs> that's certainly going to do it. You know, if you put every dime you have into a company that you know is you know teaching squirrels how to solve math problems. <laughs> it could be the best company in the world, it but they be. may not be in existence in 10 years. Right, you know? right. I mean, that's, so, we, 
You know, it just happens. Common, some common sense, some decent, you know, some there's some tried and truisms for a reason, right? Uh, yes. Not everything works for everybody, but there's a lot of just kind of like anything. I mean, these things exist for a reason, and and it may not be the right fit for you. Like you know, this particular financial vehicle over here, you know, may not be the right fit for you. A might not be right for you, but B or C could be. That kind of thing. That's right. Yeah. So it's all about putting it together so that you can deal with the risks so that the decumulation, because you, as you're taking money out of these accounts, right, you're lowering, you know, you're pulling that money out. So you're lowering the overall amount and you want to make sure that you've got things in different buckets and different piles and that you're doing things properly so that that way you're, you know, you're never depleting totally out of everything. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, the difference, since you mentioned the different buckets, that is more important today than ever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think, I feel like, you know, having money in tax-free accounts like Roth IRAs and then having some in an IRA or 401k and then having also some in just a regular investment account that's currently taxed at capital gains tax rates of, you know, 15%. So having three different buckets to draw money from is so nice in retirement. We really try to help our clients plan for those kind of things because having those different buckets, especially in years when maybe we're going to have three or four years here where tax rates are higher. So you can draw from that tax-free bucket at this point. It just, it's good. It's, it's good to have the mm -hmm. different yeah, buckets definitely. throughout your life. So definitely. make sure that's part of your planning. Well, and another bucket to consider is number four here, and that's maybe the tax bucket. And is that kind of like the different levels of income buckets, Nathan? Should we be looking at tax consequences? Because they've never been more important. Should we be looking yeah. at that yeah. kind of in a staggered Absolutely. type of thing? Absolutely. I mean, I feel like that's that's important. Um, you know, we, we are currently under the lowest tax laws in history, you know, so that's going to change, I believe. And so I don't know what it's going to be. I can't see the future. If I could, we'd all be me and my clients and even you, Mark, would be billionaires. Oh, well, so, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I'm on the list. We, that's right. So, <laughs> so I don't, you know, the tax consequences that are on the horizon are potentially big. Um, you know, the negative things that can happen. So you've always got to make sure that you address those things and some what ifs, you know, what if this happens? What if uh, estate tax rates double or, or whatever, you know, they're talking about lowering the exemptions down to significantly lower than they currently are. There's a lot well, of Well, I mean, proposals. even if you want to, Nathan, go with the current, like they just don't do anything, they're going to go back up in a couple of years. Yeah, even if they that's do right. nothing. That's right. And I don't about, know about what, you. Five years, I think. Twenty twenty five. Right. Five. Yeah. yeah four, I think. four years. Yeah. Four so, years. So uh -huh. I don't know about you, but the math I grew up on says that twenty two percent is less than twenty four or five. Right. It is. So yeah. if you're in the twenty two percent bracket now, I'm not saying you are, but just hypothetical. Let's just say you are, uh, and that bracket is twenty four or twenty five or even twenty eight. You know, whatever it was. You know, back on the when the new uh, the stuff sunsets when the current right. stuff sunsets yeah do you really want to pay you know three four five percent more on a hundred grand or you know half a million or whatever it is that you might know that's right so that's right that's it's right worth so thinking about it it is worth thinking about and you know but also you have to consider the time value of the account growing over that time frame so okay. don't take that as just a you know yes you need to do something now it it also there's a lot that factors into that. Oh, so spending sure. yeah. habits over the next four years, but also just a, a conservative growth rate of that account. It may be better for you to wait and pay a higher tax rate because of accumulation. It may not. You know, it just it really is so specific to your plan as you know, as an investor and as a retiree. So it's something to absolutely consider. But it's not there's not a 
one size fits all. There's not a one answer for everyone, just like everything else in retirement planning. It's so unique to your goals and your situation. So just make sure you consider it. Oh, absolutely. And as always, anything we talk about on the podcast, obviously, is designed to be a general conversation. So (laughs) definitely make sure that when you're thinking about decumulation, that you're talking with your advisor. If that's Nate, then you probably have already had these conversations. But if it's not, then make sure that you are talking with someone before you take any action. And we'll do one more here and then we'll wrap it up. And that's just basically leveraging the lifetime income so Mm -hmm. that you have money at the beginning, the middle, and the end. <laughs> and it increases. That's and one it increases. thing. Good point. That's right. I mean, you know, if you have a 20 year retirement, it's going to take a lot more 20 years from now. I mean, we've seen inflation this year, you know, so just with a, a lot of things that have happened. So uh, think about that over 20 years, and you're going to see that there's a lot more income that you will need in 20 years just to keep your same standard of living. So make sure that you plan for that and you know, make sure you understand how you're going to replace that paycheck. That's important. All right. Well, that's going to do it this week for the podcast. Five things to know about decumulation. Uh, if you've got any questions, of course, please follow up with a qualified professional. As I just said a minute ago, you can reach out to Nate at 855-51-COACH, 855-512-6224, or just stop by the website, thefinancialanswer.com. That's thefinancialanswer.com. We've got all the tools, tips, and resources there, ways to get a hold of him, uh, ways to subscribe to the podcast, all that good kind of stuff. Share it with a friend who might benefit from the message, all that good stuff. So thank you so much for your time as always, folks. Nathan, thanks for hanging out with me, if I can talk. Yeah, no, great hanging out with you too. Everyone, and, enjoy your week. Yeah, absolutely. And stay cool because we are in the, uh, right oh, now our man. time we're taping this, we are in the dog days of summer. It's hot. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, so. we are. We'll be back with uh, another episode here in a couple of weeks in August. So we'll see you next time here on The Financial Answer. O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.